Fogel? Zygi says you're 25 years old. Why wouldn't you just put 21, man? Seth, 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 listen up, ass face. Every day, hundreds of kids go into the liquor store with their fake IDs, and every single one says they're 21. Just how many 21-year-olds do you think there are in this town? It's called fucking strategy, all right? Let's stay calm, okay? Let's not lose our heads. No. It's, it's, it's a fine ID. It'll, it's gonna work. It's passable, okay? This, this isn't terrible. I mean, it's up to you, Fogel. This guy's either gonna think, here's another kid with a fake ID, or here's McLovin, the 25-year-old Hawaiian organ donor. Okay, so what's it gonna be? I am McLovin. No, you're not. No one's McLovin. McLovin's never existed because that's a made-up, dumb, fucking fairy tale name, you fuck! Seth Rogen just can't stop holding people back. This is spoilers. Hey guys. Oh, is uh, funny at all? Friend of the pod. Sometimes the spoiler has to be really serious. (laughs) 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 Oh my god, is he here? Is he in this one? (laughs) (laughs) We are covering the 2007 movie Super Bad today. I'm going to let everyone introduce themselves and if you can throw in there just what your favorite performance was by an actor or actress in this movie. Um, Stevie, you want to kick it off? Uh, yeah. Hello, my name is Stevie, recording from Elkhart. And my favorite performance, man, um, well, it's got to be Seth or Evan. So I will go with Jonah Hill's performance as my favorite. There, he has too many one-liners not to be it. Yeah, this is kind of his first real acting movie, I think, completely. It's like his breakout, breakout role, yeah. It's what made him really famous. Uh, let's skip over to my brother, Jordan. <laughs> hey, Josh. Uh, this is Jordan recording from North Carolina tonight. Um, I got to agree with Stevie. Jonah Hill's really, really good in this movie. Um, a lot of good one-liners. and a, Like you said, it's kind of his coming out party, at least for me. Uh, Mikey, I'm going to switch up the question a little bit for you. Who's just your favorite actor in this movie? I said the homeless guy. (laughs) (laughs) He has the best line in the whole movie. Go ahead, Mikey. I'm going to say my answer is going to be the same. I loved uh, Bill Hader in this movie. Bill Hader? 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 As the cop. Bushimi? (laughs) (laughs) Stevie Byrne. He has like he has like my favorite line when he shows up at the party and he's like, "Oh no, it's the cops!" <laughs> <laughs> and then he break dances. It's the best. Uh, Brett, um, we stopped rooming together like right before this movie came out, and yep. I think this is a like movie we totally would have watched. Or... This is totally. I a think mo- we <laughs> saw it in the theater together. Did we really? Yeah, we all went over, and then we went to beat ups afterwards. Like Lindsay R and Kelly H. I don't want to get bleeped out. Jeez. <laughs> Just well, doxing yeah, people. I, I said R and H for, on, <laughs> for a reason. It's too close. It's too Did close. Did they know how to read? <laughs> I'm sorry, they don't, Brett. They don't I don't listen. know. I don't remember that at all, but I figured this is a movie we would have watched. Together. Oh, yeah, for sure. We definitely would have watched that together. Who's your favorite actor in it? Oh, man. Uh, it's not Dave Franco. Um, cameo. I like Bill Hader in general. I, he wasn't my favorite. I like Michael Sarah, and probably Bill Hader. You have to pick one, dude. This isn't uh, like mashed potatoes, gravy, and corn. Uh, <laughs> the plate. <laughs> That's not the kind of host I am. You got to go with one. 
Hawaiian roll standard. As far as actor None goes, I'll go with uh, Jonah Hill. Wow. Not in this Jeez. movie, though. So you took three answers. Totally. Yeah. Pappy, long but last but not least. Uh, yeah, this is Pappy recording from Denver. Which question am I am I answering? Just who's your favorite actor? I mean, <laughs> can you just say something about someone other than Jonah Hill? Maybe? Okay, Francis the Driver, played by Joe Lowe. How do you say his name? Charles. Yeah, I love him. Dude, when he puts his hands on his knees, says, "You look like his brother." I just die. <laughs> I die every time. <laughs> he's, he's got this perfect creep vibe. That is just—he's uh, great. He's so awesome. It's Charles Boyle from work. <laughs> and I'm your host, Josh. Um, if I had to say my favorite actor, I'll just give Michael Sarah a shout out. I think him and Bill Hader are both people that are going to be seen as like between 25 and 40 for like 40 years of their career it's pretty crazy um so tonight on spoilers just like every time on spoilers we'll kind of go through the plot of the movie then we'll kick it around for yes or no's and then we'll have a little game of trivia to see who can pick the next movie because i won stevie's rugby trivia so that's why i'm hosting tonight should have been tupac (laughs) i thought about that but you knew too much brett you knew too much. Probably. Uh, let's start off with the very top of the movie, Pappy. I do like how this movie starts off with the old school vibe. The like the dancing. And yeah, the run us through that like opening sequence. Yeah, so apparently this was supposed to be just on the DVD like start menu type thing, which kids back in the day when you bought a <laughs> DVD, it'd be like a it'd be like a menu screen where you'd select either play movie scene selection or special features. Um, but the editor wisely realized this is pretty cool. So it's like bright primary or bright, like, I don't know, tropical colors, blues, orange, (laughs) greens. And it's like white silhouettes of our cast dancing to like old school seventies music. It's yeah. sets a pretty great tone. Like, do you buy this whole vibe? And it's kind of like the name of the movie, super bad. And like the branding, it kind of goes away from that, but I don't know. What are your, all your thoughts on that sort of style that this movie is placed in, even though it's like a 2000s movie? I think Why is it was that a question? I, I mean, I get what you're saying. It's kind of weird. Um, it does have like a 70s vibe. It's got a 70s name, but nothing in the story gets makes me think 70s. So it's kind of weird. The way they I always dress. connected it back to the characters, like how much the like they old souls they were. The yeah, they yeah. do dress like that. You're right. Yeah, I just thought they were old souls. I like like to watch like old movies and listen to old music and just be different. So yeah, they're kind they... of like in their own bubble. And when they like when um, Seth tries to uh, break out of that bubble, it's like kind of like a collapse of the friendships. That's the way I always took it. But they watch porn called like say, the Vagtastic Chronicles. I think mm-hmm. it kind of calls like calls to the memory like Days and Confused like that era of movies. But then yeah. Stevie, you're right that it like the way that it plays into the movie is that it's what um, Seth is listening to in his car on the way to like pick up Evan for school. Mm-hmm. I, I was just say it's really frustrating to me that they don't put the James Brown song "Super Bad" at any point in the film. <laughs> Maybe it didn't get cleared. <laughs> I'm sure that's what happened, but then change the name of the movie. <laughs> what if you take the movie title as just like "Super Face Value" because they say the f word like 180 <laughs> times? This is just like a super bad movie for kids. Yeah, yeah. That's what I think really is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> anyway, uh, we get past the f- opening titles finally, and we're introduced to our first two characters. Jordan, what what are they up to? Uh, Seth is driving to school, and he is picking up his buddy Evan on the way, and also taking a nice look at Evan's mom's tits. Um, <laughs> well, that's not what we say on this podcast. We say bags. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. She's a correct nomenclature. She, has, <laughs> <laughs> she displays her bags fully for Seth on the way to school, um, and then they're kind of discussing which, <laughs> which uh, porn website they're going to subscribe to next year when they go to college. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> Does anybody remember the joke that uh, Michael Sarah says at the end? It cracks me up so much. Well, I got to suck on his dad's dick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a really good. Watch the movie, Josh. I just remember that. I am truly jealous. You got to suck on those tits when you were a baby. Yeah. Well, at least you got to suck on your dad's dick. <laughs> I feel like this is a really good just character introduction to these two guys like sense of humor and just like who they are to each other. Um, he definitely doesn't say dad's dick. Yeah, he does. Yeah, he, he says does. dad's yeah. he says dad's tits. I just watched it. No, no he says dad's no, he dick. Says no way. <laughs> Brett watched the edited version. Brett, did you watch the TNT version? <laughs> oh my god. You know what? I'll take I'll take your word for it. Unless you got to suck on your dad's dick. Remember Pappy was sure that it in Highlander, he said, "Why didn't you ever age?" So you know, yeah. So you're the pappy in this circumstance. Yeah. But they get to school, and um, Seth, who is Seth Rogen's character, played by Jonah Hill, he parks in the faculty parking lot, <laughs> and it's just like a huge mistake to start off the whole movie. Um, Mikey, uh, do you like how like the school scenes are in this? Do you feel like they're a realistic portrayal? Uh, yeah, I mean, we were in high school at this time. This came out, like, what, our senior year or junior year? Going into our senior year, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it was the perfect time for us to get into this movie, and it was, I've never seen anything like, of course, none of us are this funny or hilarious or anything, but it's, high school was a lot of fun. We had a lot of fun, and the, the school scenes in this movie are just so hilarious and well done and it just <laughs> took me back just watching it i mean i don't so want to go through like every bit they do but did you guys have some favorites in the school that uh stuck out to you yeah i like the whole conversation he's having with the home ec teacher when am i gonna need to cook tiramisu am i gonna be a chef no, there's three weeks left in school. Give me a fucking break. <laughs> it's so like manic and like pissed, and he keeps like coming back. Oh, like no, no offense to you or your profession. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse my language, but it's bullshit. <laughs> is this because he's like that cool of a dude that he's like fast talking, or is this because he's like super nervous because he's about to be Jules' partner? No, he was. He didn't know he was supposed to be Jules' partner at the time. I think he's just kind of a, a dick. Yeah, he's like getting hosed by his partner because like his partner never shows up, and so he goes yeah. on that rant, and then she, <laughs> for some reason, pairs him with the hottest girl in class. The, the Asian kid's so funny when he like acts like a cat. Happy probably <laughs> love that. Oh, it would have been awesome if Drew Barrymore was a teacher and she was like, "Sit by who you see, who you think's the cutest." Oh yeah, of course he'd go right to Emma Stone. Stevie, I know you love the part out on the soccer field too. People don't forget. <laughs> yes, dude. <laughs> 
I love it when Dave Franco's taking it so seriously. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, like come hey, on, Evan. Ago. He's like, it's soccer, Greg. It's soccer. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, how about that kick that Jonah Hill has too? When he just like lines it up right in between the <laughs> stands on the bleachers. <laughs> Calculated. Calculated. I might be strike. in the, I might be in the minority, but I'm a huge fan of McLovin in this movie, and like everything he does cracks me up. And I like when he's following her around. He's like, it's 11:33. He's like, I told her what time it was. <laughs> <laughs> Great story! What a knee slap! <laughs> That's too like it's very much like the last couple weeks of high school because like the home ec teacher's like, if you're not in this class, get out. Fogel. <laughs> <laughs> Just random kids wandering the halls. The main thing plot wise that happens here at the school is that Seth during home ec, I believe it is he he promises to buy jewels like. A bunch of alcohol because McLovin promised he was going to get an ID and I don't want to overcomplicate it I, th- I think that's part of the beauty of this film is just how simple the plot is is it's a couple guys wanting to be cool and get alcohol to a party I mean do you guys think there's much more to it than that well no. I was like it's it's no big deal and he like he looks at her like she's the love of his life <laughs> no big deal that's what's great about it is that it is just A to B. They need the alcohol for this party, and that's the whole night. And it takes, it's uh, the whole story takes place in what twelve hours, so it's like super easy to follow. And then because the plot isn't overly complicated, you can just cram in as many jokes as you need. Yeah. So Brett, I, I think both characters have the same motivation: get alcohol to the party. But I think Seth and Evans deeper feelings are a little bit different on the subject like oh yeah how how do you how do they differ as characters going through the movie well i don't know their real names like but jonah seth right yep yeah the one who looks like seth rogan he wants to like get with girls over the summer and like master his craft so to speak (laughs) so that he's not like you don't like want to a, suck dick at fucking pussy. Like a total, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like he doesn't want to be like a total loser when he goes to college. So he's kind of like the iron chef to, of pounding baj. <laughs> trying to get like a summer girl. And uh, what's the other guy's name? Evan. 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 He like really likes Kara. I'm bad with names. Becky or something? Becky, yeah, Becca. 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 Becca's a bitch, dude. (laughs) He, like, really likes her, so he wants to, like, actually have a relationship with her, so that's where they differ. Yeah, I mean, they're both highly insecure, but kind of coming from a different place, I think. Well, Evan's also got this, like, weird beta male thing going on. Like, at one point, Seth's like, how come he never made a move? And Evan goes, it's not fair to put that kind of pressure on her. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's like, dude. (laughs) What are you talking about? He's basically like he's, a huge pussy. He's just yeah, I mean he's just so afraid of, of girls and you know Seth is just so desperate to yeah. to get with Jules because she doesn't know she's hot yet or something like that. Or something. <laughs> <laughs> Women don't care about looks. I think that's the point of the movie. But I guess. Yeah. Um so Fogel like is everyone's trusting in Fogel to get all the alcohol. Um this was a scene that I completely forgot about was when Seth is like, after they see the ID 
Well, we'll get into that ID scene in a second, but after they see the ID, he, he just completely gives up on the idea of Fogel ever being able to get alcohol. So he's going to go steal it. Um, and there's a couple flashback scenes here that I completely forgot about. Uh, Pappy, do you remember those? Yeah, I just want to talk about my favorite. Uh, he's uh, the, Okay, there's, there's one where he just like hands him an $80 bill and it just works. And he's like, no, it's not going to work. And when he sees this old woman, who drops her bag, and he, and he goes, excuse me, miss, would you like me to help you with your groceries? And she goes, that would be lovely. Would you like me to buy you alcohol? That would be lovely. And then he goes, enjoy your dying ears. She goes, enjoy fucking jewels. <laughs> so perfect. And there's another one where it's like they're, he fights the security guard or something, but as... As Evan correctly predicts, he's too chicken shit to, to actually steal it. I love in that third one too. Like they go through the trouble in the movie making to like do a throat slit scene yeah. with all the blood and yeah. like realistic. <laughs> Kill that old lady for sure. You killed her. <laughs> he chickens out and leaves. But b- before we go on, I-, I think we have to talk about the ID scene. Does anybody else think this is maybe the funniest scene in the movie? And one of the funniest things I've ever seen in my life. I don't even know if it's my favorite line from the movie, but this whole scene. One name. Who are you? Seal? <laughs> <laughs> what are you, an Irish, was Irish singer? Irish R&B, Irish R&B singer. Irish R&B. Yeah, that's a really funny scene. That's like, there only a so few scenes where all three of them are together. So we already mentioned one where he's like, what a great story. Yeah. So I like when they're all together. It's such I a good play into and it just totally falls apart here. Like it's a, an absurd ID. There's no fucking way. But the thing <laughs> like, is oh, it yeah, totally, it for, it totally works for this other guy all the time. Yeah. It works because like they underestimate the apathy of like a normal cashier, yeah. I think. Yeah. Like yeah, I I think this is like where Apatow's style really works. I kind of get tired of the like ad-libbing stuff in in Anchorman and Anchorman 2, but Something about it here. It, I think that's what they're doing a lot in this movie, right? They, they a lot of ad libbing happening. They do like the. He's famous for like the line. And they, he calls it like the linorama, where they like do like take after take after take and just like the really one I could think of that pops in my head is Forty Year Old Virgin with Seth Rogen and Paul Rudd. He's like, you know, you're so gay. You listen to Coldplay. You know that that one. They're playing video games. You know how I know that you're gay? How? Because you're gay and you can tell who other gay people are. You know how I know you're gay? Yeah. You like Coldplay. Oh, you're dead. You're dead. Yeah. So they just do those, and I think they take like the. And you're right, Anchorman totally does that stuff too. So. What do you guys think? Yeah. What do you guys think about that style? I feel like it's almost like actors playing, uh, like, uh, categories or something. But Apatow didn't direct this, right? Correct. He I don't think so. Yeah, no. he just produced it. I thought. I mean, it's definitely like his crew. Like it's kind of that influence. But yeah, is it Todd like Phillips? It, Who is it? No, oh, it's Greg, Greg Matola. Greg Matola. I'll say this though. I feel like this is a much tighter story structure than like even like stuff like Paul Feig does, like uh, Bridesmaids or Simple Favor. Um, yeah, it's it's uh the scenes clip along so quickly, and it, it's the a great uh, the editing so superb that it's just like. It doesn't feel like anything's hanging around to to do those linorama jokes. It feels like you're in and out of every 
of every scene. It also helps that these guys are like grade A improv comedy one-liner guys. So it's like he's already working with the best. They're going to cut some good stuff. Yeah, I think especially Bill Hader. But go ahead, Pat. I was going to say, to bring it back to the ID real quick, Brett, how did you get alcohol before you were 21? What was your go-to method? Uh, I didn't drink before I was 21, dude. Oh, come Brett's, on, Brett. Brett's brother, Brian, uh, he doesn't yeah, want to call him out, but I'll do it. Dox no. him! Dox him! <laughs> but he was, only, <laughs> he was only 14 months older than me, so, uh, man, I don't know. Just get call someone who's older. Did you ever try a fake ID? No, God, no. I was way too scared of that. Jordan, have you ever tried a fake ID, bro? I used yours one time. <laughs> not at not at Nick's. You didn't. Excuse Sorry, me, officer. Man. This man right here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going yes, through dude. the um, official submitted script right now, and there are some stuff that are cut, uh, cut that lines like didn't even like or scenes that didn't even make the movie. But everything that made it's pretty like holds pretty true to what they like submit. Yeah, I did read though that Jonah Hill like, especially was quoted as saying that they could, they're like shooting digital, so they would just film all day, do different takes. If anyone yeah. had ideas, they'd throw them around and sh- shoot it. Yeah, I mean, the screenplay does feel so tight, like Steve yeah. was saying. Yeah, because I mean, they were writing this and they were like kids. <laughs> so I don't want to this. They worked forever yeah. on it. I think they wrote the ideas as kids. It's very like childish in nature, but like as adults, they really tighten the screws on this. And I don't want to overpraise a script, but like it does have like that Ghostbusters feel where it's just like not a moment wasted. I was thinking the same thing. You guys were the more about, boring yeah. scenes, you're out of quicker. And go ahead, mm-hmm. Brett. Well, no, it's kind of like we said we talk about this with Ghostbusters, and it's kind of funny because people say it's a tight script, but also you have the they had the capability to add them if you want, especially Bill uh, Bill Murray. And it's kind of the same thing what I feel like is happening here. But Yeah, Pep, what did you say? Why doesn't it feel like an ad lib when Bill Murray does it? Because it's like, so like set in his character or something like that? Yeah, there's just it, it feels like it's really Bill Murray doing it's it, Pete not Vake, Bill Murray. It's like Pete Vakeman for sure. Like it's trying to be funny. Yeah. yeah. There is one scene that does not feel as streamlined, and, and I hate to backtrack, but... It, it, I think it's one of the best scenes of the movie, though, Go and it's it. worth it. The dick scene. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, we skipped over that. <laughs> I don't know. Does anyone does anyone want to talk about the dick scene? <laughs> I guess I can. I mean, I was talking about <laughs> the childish in nature ways of this movie. I think that really fits in what we're talking about, Pat. Yeah, I mean, we all know the dick scene. Evans got, or excuse me, Seth's got the. Well, first of all. My favorite, like, I keep, I'm gonna say this five times. My favorite line in the whole movie, but my favorite line in the whole movie is when Seth is talking about how much he likes Jules, and Evan's like, "Yeah, she's pretty cool." And then Evan goes, "How much she likes uh, Becca," and and <laughs> Seth just goes, "Becca's a bitch." Like, doesn't, <laughs> doesn't reciprocate. Doesn't like get into it at all. And then I don't know, like, Josh is this is dick sequence. Does it still make you laugh? Like, I remember the first time I saw that. It's probably one of the hardest I've ever laughed in my whole life. So I would not want like a small child stepping in during that scene, obviously, but dude, that is so funny. And I think the part of it that cracks me up the most is when that he doesn't even like mention it while he's talking, but the little kid actor just starts shoving the paper notes in his mouth. (laughs) 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 Oh my gosh. So we'll get back up to present in the movie. Um, Since Seth failed at stealing the liquor, 
Um, they're gonna try. They're gonna try Fogel's ID here. So this is like time number two of trying to get the alcohol. Um, they get pulled over by, or <laughs> Seth gets hit for the second time in a movie by a car. They start talking to who's that actor? You, you mentioned him at the top of the show. Joe Latriglio, Triglio, or Trulio. It's one of the two. He's from Brooklyn Nine. Charles Boyle. Brooklyn Nine. Yeah. So the main two guys get caught up, like messing with this dude. Uh, Jordan, what happens to Fogel uh, as he ventures inside the liquor store? <laughs> Fogel goes into the liquor store, and first thing he does, is he tries to grab a six pack of beer, and he fucking drops it. <laughs> <laughs> That's underrated. That's so funny. <laughs> he like he kicks it, and like a worker comes over. It's like, did you spill that, sir? Like, no. And like somebody really ought to clean this up. <laughs> I love the way he drags his foot over it. Too. <laughs> guy like i hate my life that, that is nobody else around line. it could only be fogel who dropped that beer <laughs> he's like Fuck he's my still life. like spraying right at his feet as the walker <laughs> as the worker comes over but he uh he goes to buy like a bunch of fucking booze for the for the party and as he's up there being awkward the the uh cashier asks him for id and it somehow works and just as he's about to like pay and leave a thief a burglar comes in and punches him in the face and <laughs> takes a bunch of money out of the uh, out of the cash out of the cash register. Yeah, <laughs> Eminem in real life actually said this is his favorite movie of all time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but anyway, really? yeah. But the cashier what? says that the person who punched him looks like Eminem. I don't know. Maybe he loves that whole scene out. is pretty funny. Is it like looked like us or like you what a woman so you look like you oh he was jewish you're normally pretty docile (laughs) so so an african jew that's a a really that's a funny conversation yeah brett you're talking about how the characters get split up a lot this is kind of the this is kind of the big moment where we don't see him again together for a long time right right yeah they go off on two different adventures fogel hops in the cop the cop car and like (laughs) Seth and Evan, this is really funny too, is they think Fogel is like dead to the world, cops arrested in jail. His dad's gonna kill him. Stevie, what's the difference in reaction from Seth and Evan? Seth is uh, well, one Seth, cares about him as a friend, and one cares about the alcohol. Yeah, Seth is like he's dead to us. He, he's not part. Of, he's not coming to the party tonight. So he's like, but we need to find time, alcohol. Seth a different is like way. ultra realistic, like. We can worry about him some other time. Right now, we have bigger issues, I guess. It's like they're in war, and a man's down, and and Seth is the guy who's like, he's dead. Like we have to keep fighting so we don't die. Seth don't goes fuck thinking. We need to act, and that's what gets him hit by a car right away. <laughs> <laughs> so they failed at getting liquor twice. They think so. Pappy, what do Seth and Evan do next? And this has got to be like their worst plot, even worse than the stealing from the store. What's this next way to get alcohol? Yeah. So they, they're going to exploit the guy who just hit Seth with, with his car. Cause he has a wallet. Yeah. He has a worn out for a totally nonviolent crime. <laughs> he has $7 on him. <laughs> Are you a six year old? <laughs> so yeah. So they get, they get in his car and he's gonna take him to a party, and like uh, I forget, Becca calls Evan or Jules calls. No, Jules calls Seth, and the whole time the the driver's going like, "Oh, dude, she totally wants it." Like he's trying to get it on the call or whatever. But <laughs> their basic plan, I guess, is to show up so to this party weird. and steal the alcohol from the yeah. party. I don't know if it's ever really clear if they have a good game plan. They're kind of just like 
flying by the seat of their pants. Well, Jolo Truglio was like, hey, yeah, you can come get alcohol from my friend's house. We're having a big party. It's like, just take whatever you want, man. So it's like, oh, this is a party for high school. He's really taking out a lot of debts. I love how they end it with, you guys got a MySpace or a Facebook? (laughs) (laughs) This part is actually kind of terrifying because I feel like there were a few times in college where I tagged along to a party that Same, upon like dude. getting there Same. you're like oh fuck what did i just walk into oh man don't really have sure. a good way home yeah like you don't know how your how your night's gonna go that's actually my least favorite scenes <laughs> of the whole movie probably <laughs> because you're except actually for the scared. scene no just awkward i mean i love when uh they sing the guess who <laughs> i mean that's like sing. one of my favorite scenes but um the whole party scene is just my least favorite it's, it's high well, anxiety i really, I really like it when we scene. go around once an episode and I'll talk about one real awkward thing. So I'll go first on this one. Uh, I wanted to bring this up actually before we started the pod, but I, I remember one time on spring break, I was like a sophomore in this, like I was like, Hey, to this friend that I saw randomly, we're in Daytona. I was like, Hey, come have shots at our apartment and then we'll come down to your hotel room and have shots. And he was like, yeah. And like, right when we got to his hotel room, there's like a dude doing this huge line off a chair on the table. And I was like, oh crap. And some di- dude was like, don't worry, it's just Oxycontin. No, <laughs> oh, <whoa. my> <laughs> so you're dead now? <laughs> so I was trying to walk backwards as much as possible. So I wanted everyone, like, everyone has a story like that, right? Pappy, you got one? Sure, yeah. One time in college, uh, I was in a group project with this kid, and I hated this kid so much. Um, but. <laughs> We had to work really late, and so I had my buddy Chase uh, pick us up from uh, the Kelly School of Business and drop us off. Uh, so we get in the car, and, I, and this is not an endorsement of my buddy Chase's actions, but we get in the car, <laughs> and it just reeks of booze. Chase has been drinking. <laughs> he starts driving. He's like, he looks back, hey, Pappy, you want a road beer? <laughs> like, no, dude. Oh. Yeah. I don't want a road beer. Hey, this other kid, you want a road beer? I don't even remember his name. And he's like, no, no, thank you. And then like Chase gets out his fucking one hitter and starts backing a one hitter, driving down uh, towards the villas. And we get to the front of the villas where this kids live. He's like, all right, where do we go? And the kid just goes, uh, this year's good. And it was pouring down rain. We're in the front of the villas. The kid gets out of the car and starts sprinting like Evan, like away from the ride. He was so terrified. He was going to die on that drive. I was like, Chase. Nice job, dude. Fuck that kid. Let's go. (laughs) Brother Jordan. Uh, Pretty similar to you, like showing up in a dorm room and just people maybe doing what looked like cocaine, not really sure, and like, ah, yeah, I'm going to go. Dipping out pretty quick. Stevie, you got one from... Well, yeah, edit that out. But anyway, so yeah, when I arrived at... At the university where I went, I knew. <laughs> I university knew shall not be named. We dox IU all the time. I mean, I uh, knew no one. And one of the people that I somewhat knew invited me to a party. Worst part was he gave me the wrong address. And when I arrived at that party, I didn't realize this at the time when I walked in. Oh, but no. When, as I was going further, deeper into the party looking for him. Because I knew no one besides him. I was like, this tag along. I was the only white person there. It was an African-American frat party. (laughs) And I was the only white person there. 
and one of the guys cornered me and said, dude, what are you doing here? Who do you know? And I, I just threw out a name. I said, Dave? I just said, Dave. And he goes, you know Dave. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. And so he handed me a red cup, shook his head, and walked away. <laughs> and I got my beer and ran out of that party so fast. Because <laughs> I was Did you so... steal that from the movie Road Trip? And no, no, that's a real thing that happened to me. Um, and I, uh, as I said, I got I was so nervous about like the fact that like the lie of knowing Dave would come back to me. <laughs> so I like got out of there so quickly. <laughs> Joey bag of donuts. Yes. <laughs> Mikey, give us a sleazy one. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, I have a story about walking to a party. Um, it was Halloween. Uh, we're all dressed up like idiots. Uh, and I think it was like me and Doug. Doug, who shall not be named. Uh, he was visiting. Doug. Yeah. I want to bleep it. I want to bleep it. I love so Doug. So we're... We're walking, and uh, Doug is messing around, and uh, there's a cop driving back our way, and he flashes his lights at us, because Doug is obviously doing something illegal. Uh, he's uh, messing around with construction, a construction sign or something. So the cop stops and flashes the lights and gets out and talks to us, and he wants to see our IDs. And there's a woman in the front seat, and she's dressed up, and it's like, oh, she picked up a hot, drunk chick. Uh, so I don't know why she's sitting up front. That's kind of weird. And so we're talking to the guy and he's going to let us go. And then I, for some stupid reason, just because it's like, oh, such a relief. We're getting out of this situation. I, I say, who's the girl in the front? She, she's pretty hot. What'd she do? And, uh, he's like, that's my wife. And I was like, oh shit. (laughs) So he hands us back our ID and me and Doug just go straight to the party that we were walking to. And I was like in shock the whole time there. It was the worst party I've been been at because I was just like shook the whole time. I was like, this is, I just want to go home now. He might've just been fucking with me, but that was just, he caught me so off guard when he said that. And I was like, ugh, I got to get out of here. Hmm. Brett, you're la- you're last for this little uh, fireside chat. We were at Yogi's once, and R.I.P. I was always kind of screwed because I didn't drink a lot in college, and so everyone would be like, "Hey, I need to go somewhere. Can you take me?" And some kid that I did not like, Josh, you might remember him. Name was Chuck. He was like teeters tight. <laughs> yeah, I I did not like him at all. I barely knew him. But he's like, I, he's like, can you take me somewhere? <laughs> I need to go pick up something. I was like, or I just need to go somewhere. So I took them somewhere, and they get there, and they start doing like a line of coke, and then Dang, we leave. I we go back. All and he, this out. He had freaking. <laughs> he had coke. He went. He bought coke. He didn't tell me about it. <laughs> I was so mad. I like never talked right, to that dude mule. again. You're a mule. I was, dude. I I was like so mad. I was like. I hated that dude to begin with, and I oh hate him even God. more now. Screw you, Chuck. <laughs> <laughs> Brett, uh, hold this thing. Hold this thing for me in your ass. <laughs> well, I hope the hardcore super bad fans stuck with us through that. Yeah, for real. That was great. Um, okay, so we'll continue on, Pappy. That character that we've been talking about i keep forgetting his name but he's the one who's like you can take whatever you want from my 
buddy's party, he his like art comes to an end here. Can you describe that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I think it's Mark is the name of the guy, right? He's and a him great and, guy. Yeah, they have bad blood apparently, and he catches them using his phone, and they get in a fight. And uh, uh, Joe Lo Trilego, or his name is, uh, makes the mistake of throwing the first punch. And he just gets uh, zadoned out the fuck out of him by Mark. <laughs> and that's all she wrote for his character. Stevie, this seems like something you would be good at knowing, but like, why? <laughs> like, what do you think he had done to that dude before? Like, what was the bad blood about? He mentioned something about calling his friends. I would love to know that. Oh. I imagine it was a very similar situation. It's kind of like um, like a similar situation with Seth and Evan. Like the way I took it was, is that it was one of those things where it's like, okay, you're invited, and then he shows up with like 15 other people to look cool. All dudes. Like all dudes, yeah. <laughs> and it's like, oh, great, you brought all guys. And then I imagine they like either stole something or messed up his house. No booze, no drugs, but six dollars to th- to contribute. Seven dollars. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Stevie. That was good as usual. I try. Can we make that a section of the podcast or something? Sure. Stevie, Stevie explains. explains. <laughs> we'll get a bumper and Stevie fills in canon. Fiber. Mikey, you can pick it up from here. This party, there's like a fight that goes down and it gets busted up pretty quick here. Um, We're skipping over some details like the period blood on the pants and Michael Sarah having to sing the Guess Who in the bedroom. But Mikey, you, like the cops come and bust it up. What happens here? Um, Are they both down in the basement uh, filling up these... These laundry detergent uh, whole, whole canisters no, or whatever. Seth, it's just Seth uh, filling up, I think. Yeah, this is where empty, Evan he's quote, emptying it out. Bails. Yeah, he's trying to fill these things up that are still filled with laundry detergent up with beer to take to the party. He's desperate at this point, so he's just trying to grab whatever he can. And uh, the cops show up, and he somehow escapes, and he's running around with these two jugs just... <laughs> beer spilling all over the place and he's uh he ends up getting separated from seth there's a great part in this sequence too it's after the period blood goes down to where uh bill hatter and seth rogan like get the call and when they get the call in the call back is there's so much blood (laughs) that is like my favorite that's what my favorite part's all movie. it's such a great part brett will kick it to you here because this is where our three characters three main characters mclove and seth and evan get back together right uh yeah i think so um they just like completely bail after the cops are about to do something pretty bad what they get on the bus and that drunk guy who everyone loves for some reason i mean best part of the whole movie McMuffin. Okay, I I'm trying to get hit like the major things and skip every bit, but they go into like an Applebee's or Chili's, the two cops do, to like bust up this dude and Pappy or Stevie, I'm so glad you mentioned it at the top of the show, but what is your line that you think is the best? Because I my favorite line isn't here too. <laughs> okay. Well after like I like it where Bill Hatter and Seth Rogen like struggle to like get him 
Bill Hader. And he's running after McLovin. He's like, he's escaped. Get him, McLovin. Get him. <laughs> and he just like falls on a spilled drink. But later on the bus, when the team is like somewhat like reunited and like they're on their way to the party and like friendships are definitely fractured and there's tensions. I love when the old guy sees him again. And he's like, hey, it's you, Mac Muffin. <laughs> It's my favorite line, hands down. So my favorite line is also from that bum, but it's back in the restaurant. It's like it's like 1.5 lines. The first part of it is when they're first coming in the restaurant, and you just hear him say something like, take your nuts out of your shells. <laughs> <laughs> and then he like turns around, and Seth Rogen is right there, and he goes, ah, blue guys. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Michaels, I got your back. Show this roomy how we roll. Ten four. Excuse me, sir. Stop what you were doing at once. Blue guys. Resisting. Resisting. Slater. Michaels. Everybody, stay calm. Dude, I think Stevie mentioned it. I think the part where I laugh the most is they're telling the story and they're like, Backup needed. There's so much blood. He just reaches over, turns the radio off, and starts telling the story again. That story is so hilarious, too, because he's like, my wife, who is a whore, an actual whore. And they're like, it was this bar. Oh, my gosh. I think in our main thread here, our heroes are like on their way to the main party. McLovin ditched the cops, much to their chagrin. He ran away from them. Um, Seth and Evan and all of them like kind of run into each other in an alley. And they are super pumped because they have two detergent things of beer. Plus, Fogel actually got the booze successfully. Just at the Gold Flakes or whatever it was called. Yeah. What happened to that, Brett? They The bum wanted it. They wanted it real bad. And... <laughs> I thought that was a pretty cool camera shot. I don't know if it was like super, I don't know if it's CGI or not, but the bottle's flying and. There's a ridiculous sound effect playing too, like slow motion. And Evan like dove and it goes right through his hand and shatters on the ground. It's like NFL. And it just cracked the the gold Schmidt (laughs) crashes on the ground. (laughs) Yeah, Gold Schlager would not clear that movie. Gold Slick, Gold (laughs) Schlick. But anyway, the guys have gone to like the dark, scary party, and now they're at the cool party. Stevie, describe what's happening here as the guys enter, and it's kind of a montage scene. It's definitely like everybody's like pumped to see him, and in the begin, it's it's kind of one of those sad things where it's like the beginning of the movie. No one thought, you know, two shits of these guys. Like they really didn't care for you know Seth or Evan. Or uh, McLovin, and when they show up into the party, it's like they're they're rock stars now because they're able to get alcohol. 
And that scene always made me kind of get mad. Like, it used to make me mad a little because it's like, you guys don't actually like these people. And it, like, the funny thing is, is how true that montage is of Seth telling that, um, that, like, that Tide story over and over and over again. <laughs> he took so much mileage out of that story. <laughs> well, I love, who's Seth? I'm Seth. It's great to me. <laughs> yeah, that's that's one of the things that's a little confusing about this movie. Like, it's hard to figure out in the, I don't know, super cliche, stereotypical way of, like, Breakfast Club. Like, where are Seth and Evans? Like, where are they on the hierarchy of this high school? The bottom. Well, yeah, they're but, above McLovin because the cool McLovin feels them, like they're, yeah. Besides the, there's only one person below them, and that's the kid that was eating alone at the cafeteria. Steven <laughs> Glansberg. Uh, <laughs> Steven Glansberg. <laughs> Do we have to edit out that last name too, or is that one good? No, you're salad. <laughs> okay, he's so, a loser. <laughs> Brett, what's happening with Michael Sarah? He kind of talked about Seth going crazy and people. I don't know, being super popular, but Seth has a little bit of a different experience. Seth? I thought you said Evan. Um, Evan, yeah. Evan, what's Evan doing? Sorry. <laughs> this is like one of my, the most awkward parts of the movie for me, but <laughs> he is told that Becca's been waiting for him and she's super wasted. And of course, like you mentioned earlier, he's like a chivalrous guy and he's like a good guy. So he goes and tries to get drunk in the bathroom and then he goes out there, and Becca's super wasted, and they go up to a bedroom. Spermicidal lube. <laughs> <laughs> and they fool around a lot, and she wants to give him a blowjay. And and he's just like, want, he's just enjoying being with her and kissing her and everything. He doesn't want to do that because he wants it to be special. You know, like he's the stereotypical 80s girl of the movie 80 I didn't say it was right I just said that's what it was like so he wants it to be special and she gets ticked off and pukes on him I think it's pretty hilarious that the gold schlager was so important yeah, but like as soon as he sees him. Becca she's just like grabs some half empty bottle of rum and she's like this'll do who gives a crap <laughs> <laughs> yeah everybody's trash at this party when they get there they didn't need to go get anything and I think even like uh What's her face? Uh, Jules, I think, is even like, oh, thanks, you brought more alcohol. It's like we already have a bunch of alcohol already. Yeah, here. that. Yeah, that was weird. I asked Brit. I said, "What was the point of asking him to get alcohol? They all they all have alcohol alcohol when they're there. And that like six bottles yeah. of liquor is not going to get all those people drunk. But Gotta hedge your hedge your bets a little bit with the booze there. That's true. That's true." <laughs> She's got like seven boyfriends throughout the night coming at different times. <laughs> Emma Stone could totally do that too, I'm pretty sure. Yes. That, at a point. That brings me to a point. Pappy, do you remember uh, how Seth recalls her exes? <laughs> Look at Jules' dating record, okay? She dated Dan Remick, who's had a six-pack since like kindergarten. Jason Stone, who looks like fucking Zach Morris, and Matt Muir. Matt Muir, he's the sweetest guy ever. Have you ever stared into his eyes? It was like the first time I heard the Beatles. 
I love that little bit. I forget, like one's like the sweetest guy ever, right? And one looks like Zach Braff or something. Zach, Zach Morris. Zach Morris. Zach Morris. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. one guy had a six pack since kindergarten. Yeah. <laughs> one guy was like listening to the Beatles for the first time too. Like, yeah, look at it, look at his eyes. Was like listening, listening to the listening to the Beatles for the first time. <laughs> That's pretty great. There's kind of like the resolution with the girls here. So like, Becca is really into Michael Sarah's character. Like, good for him. But she makes like a big fool of herself. And Emma Stone seems like she wants to hang out with Seth, but she's yeah. not ready to kiss him yet. Because um, he's drunk. There's kind of a cheap trick here, and he just like falls. <laughs> yeah, what happens here, Stevie? <laughs> he's like spewing his guts to her, and there's nothing great. There's nothing greater than like mid sentence just passes out, and his forehead <laughs> hits her eye. <laughs> oh, fuck! <laughs> <laughs> Gives her a sweet shiner. <laughs> I kind of forget what happens here, but like, yeah, how do they get out of the mess, Pap? I, I honestly don't remember. Like, the cops, well, yeah, the so cops come she, here too. Well, yeah, she at this point, uh, uh, um, Evans back with, uh, oh god, what's his name? The guy from home at class, Mayoki or something. Maroki, no, good shit, Maroki. He's back with Maroki, like <laughs> recounting his hard times. <laughs> And he, he's pretty fucked up. And then Evan, or excuse me, Seth, he's a little bit more together, uh, realizes the cops are coming. And then they kind of make their, or Seth saves Evan uh, from the cops as the cops cock block uh, McLovin, who finally gets it in. That's my, my favorite whole line. In, like, literally my favorite line in the whole movie is Seven McLovin during that scene. <laughs> I'm with Mikey, though. This most recent time watching it, when someone answers the door and Bill Hader's like, oh yeah, my God, funny. it's the cops. <laughs> oh, no, it's the cops. We gotta go. Those fucking cops are here, man. <laughs> oh, no, it's the cops. Brett, what's your favorite line? When uh, McLovin goes, I got a boner. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, what? Are you serious? It makes me laugh every time. Did you hear? Like, have you heard that? Like, he was seventeen there, and like his mom had to be in the in the room, like legally mm-hmm. during that That's sex scene. So crazy! That's so fogel. And they never talk of it <laughs> since. But yes, I love that line. I know it's not like as good as. Some of your favorites, but you know, it was good. It's Brett. just like your opinion, man. <laughs> I, the- I love the part though when uh, the cops are coming in and they're all like McLovin has, or the, they've revealed to him that they knew the whole time that he was underage and everything, and they're hugging it out. And that same girl like comes back in the room, and the cops are like, "This feels good." <laughs> and, like they're all hugging each other on the bed. She's like, "What the fuck is going on?" <laughs> runs I love it when they first enter the party, and Seth Rogen goes, "Prepare to be fucked by the log dick of the law." <laughs> 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 I didn't mean to block your cock. I I should be guiding your cock. <laughs> That's a really weird visual. <laughs> so we'll get to Seth and Evan in a second because they, yeah, Seth saves Evan and carries him out literally of the party. McLovin gets like a hero's martyrs exit where he plays a Jesus character. Old spoilers throwback. <laughs> And like the cops take him and arrest him, and he's like the fall guy, and he looks really tough in front of the whole school. And oh, they gotta destroy it. So uh, Bill Hader is drunker than he usually is, but it might work in our favor. And he uh, takes the car and he rams it into uh, 
uh, like a light pole thing, and then they yeah, set it on pole. fire, right? Yeah, and, but and, and then McLovin shoots it and says, "Break yourself, fool!" <laughs> Do you recall what song they were singing as they <laughs> pulled into this parking lot doing donuts? Panama. Also, the song in the trailer. We also can't clear that. So, via Pappy, I thought Pappy was gonna just like go into this naturally, but we have yeah, a really cool song to actually kick to really quick. Um, do you want to introduce that? Because it's like it's kind of special. We we go to SoundCloud songs a lot, but this one's specially dear to our heart, right, Pat? Oh yeah, this is Joshua Hensley from the Rutaburger with his cover of "Running with the Devil." is pretty great one of my favorite songs and they are also on soundcloud so you can check them out the same place you check us out This is like the best Van Halen song I've ever heard. This Rutabaga cover. I, I'm being completely serious. I love it. It's my favorite song from them, other than This Is Spoilers, which is, of course, you know, a seminal a classic, classic in their <laughs> discography. It's like that's, that's their encore song. Like the Rutabaga plays like for four hours, Springsteen style. They come back out to play This Is Spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> so, as we wrap up spoiler review sesh, uh, Jordan. Seth and Evan have kind of a touching moment as they fall asleep. Um, can you describe the scene? <laughs> they like, they go back to uh, Evan's house, I think, and they basically just set up camp right next to each other with sleeping bags, like on the basement <laughs> floor. <laughs> and both, like, be, as they're falling asleep, like just say that they love each other. <laughs> just want to shout um, it from the rooftops. <laughs> Just a real heart-to-heart moment, um, and then it's it's kind of weird when they wake up in the morning. Oh yeah, so and awkward. yeah, like it almost like the way that they're talking makes it sound like a one-night stand. Like one, one of them <laughs> yeah. tries to like get up and leave really fast. Like oh no, you, you don't have to go out. Like I'm I don't have any plans or anything. <laughs> want to get breakfast? You want you want to make breakfast or something? Yeah. Want to go get breakfast? I think one of my favorite parts of the scene is there's like an over-the-top shot. And like Jonah Hill just keeps getting closer and closer to Michael <laughs> Sarah's face, kind of. <laughs> but this is really the culmination of their arcs, and we didn't get into it too much. But Michael Sarah slash Evan has been accepted to Dartmouth, and um, Seth Rogen's character has not. So go to state. <laughs> yeah, well, the girls are half as smart and thus twice as likely to fellash me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the movie's ultimately about, like, separation anxiety of friends. And, like, Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg have, like, claimed that that wasn't actually, like, part of their original script, but something that Judd Apatow had put in. 
Do you guys read that? Yeah, I saw that. I think it, it, it gives an emotional core to the movie. And I do like there's there's this one kind of like side plot too of of uh, Fogel McLovin rooming with Seth or excuse me, rooming with Evan. And it turns out that Seth kind of knew the whole time. But like you kind of see it go back and forth because like Seth says, did you tell Fogel you're not living with him yet? And you know Evan's lying about it. He's like, oh, no, I haven't told him yet. And it's just kind of, I don't know, it's like a very high school thing to do. You know what I mean? Like to keep lying to your friends to keep things on an even keel you know what i mean it's kind of and they come clean yeah. in the scene when they're super drunk so i i really liked it i thought it it added something to the movie and what do you guys think about the final scene on like the escalators in the mall that's where we end the whole movie it's so freaking awkward kid is back on the escalator again <laughs> yeah <laughs> ends like mall rats <laughs> It feels so tacked on. It's like it's too long. It's like five minutes too long. It's my only complaint. I, I think it's I, a pretty good ending. Like it's a happy ending, I guess. But yeah, it probably could be trimmed up a little bit. It's like they're saying they're going to be okay once they're separated and that these girls do actually like them and it like wraps up every loose end. But I really thought maybe the movie would have been better served just them going to sleep at night and it was like all in that day. Well, you have to wrap up the B plot. Yeah, I agree. I mean, you can't just, like, why would you have just ended them going to sleep? I thought that Jules saying that she, like, liked to hang out with Seth and Becca, like, embarrassing herself, but you knowing that, like, Michael Sarah would forgive her was, like, kind of already said. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's just... um... Like, this whole movie is about two people that literally have spent their entire lives together. And they're like a fork in the road saying, we'd be going our separate ways. And we need to learn how to be okay without each other. So, like, that, like, the ending, like, wraps up the B-plot pretty well. So, I didn't mind it. Yeah. It's a good point. But, like, to be honest, like, with this and, like, kind of other Apatow comedies, given the way I usually watch them, I remember, like, the first half really well, but I always kind of forget about this last scene or two for one reason or another so usually i'm like asleep by the time a scene comes <laughs> i'm kind of with you weirdly like i misremembered how this end scene on the escalator played out like i just because all the jokes are done there's uh, we can i i didn't even watch the movie this time and i have the whole movie like playing in my head i don't need to watch this movie to memorize <laughs> it but this last scene is because there's like not really any jokes there's nothing too memorable to to remember besides like jewel's humongous bruise on her face i guess but (laughs) it just kind of ends i mean they it's like a breakup movie they break up at the end i mean and they don't want to apparently the working title for it was separation anxiety which kind of explains a lot i think Hmm. it's a way worse title than super bad yes (laughs) it's pretty on the nose (laughs) I will miss my friend, the movie. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think that is super bad, you guys. Does anyone mention anything we missed before we head into yes or no's? These eyes. Nope. Rock on. All right, Brett, start us off. Uh, well, first, I'd like to uh, talk directly to the millions of fans we have and the legions of Brett fans. I was wrong. Brett Nation, early on. as they're called. Brett Nation. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag Brett Nation. Brett Nation, stand up. To, to, 
to Brett Nation out there, <laughs> I was wrong early on. Everyone knows I was wrong about the quote. I was wrong on the, at least you got to suck your dad. Yeah, I was wrong. I apologize. I apologize <laughs> to you guys as well. So you've been wrong one more times than I ever have. All right. <laughs> yeah, I've been wrong like three times in 40 episodes. I mean, I'm batting like 900. So, but uh, this was kind of just mentioned a little bit. Whenever I talk to a buddy of mine, his name's Brandon, we always say the same thing. And watching again, I still think so. I think this movie, the first half, is better than the second half. Every time we bring up the movie, he always says that. And I. I think it holds true. I think the first half is really good. A lot of great jokes. And the second half kind of, I don't know, just just that. So, But this is a yes. This is a great movie. It's really funny. It's got really good acting. Uh, it's really funny. So it's definitely a yes. Just I've always found the first half better than the second half. So Cool. Jordan? Yeah, I agree with a lot of what uh, Brett said. I think that the first half to maybe two-thirds of this movie is yeah. really good and really sharp. Um, the end of it really slows down and doesn't really... So it's going to be a no, dog. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't necessarily think this movie deserves five or six yeses, however many it's going to get. It's going to be a yes for me. Um, like Mikey said earlier, this movie came out when we were in high school, and there's a lot of things that I kind of identify um, with these characters and just some things that they do, like seem they ring really true, I guess. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's a yes. It's a good watch. It's really, really funny, and I've seen it a million times now. Stevie. Okay. Um, yeah, this movie is. I mean, I'll put it this way: like Apatow did like three awesome movies back to back to back, which was Knocked Up, Pineapple Express, and Super Bad. Um, and I consider Pineapple Express and this movie just perfect movies, honestly. Um, I know, I, I can honestly probably repeat this movie just off the top of my head. This is how many times I've seen it. And I've always thought the B-plot to this movie is really strong, which they kind of integrate it flawlessly when you think about it because there's so much comedy in it. So I don't mind the ending at all. So it's a super hard yes for me. Super hard, yes. Uh, Who do we mm-hmm. got left? Pappy? Is that it? Pappy and Mikey. Pappy, go ahead. Yeah, this is a, a hard yes for me. This is honestly one of like the five or ten movies I've seen the most in my lifetime. Like, like the other guys were saying, I can quote every line. I can watch the movie in my brain without needing to actually watch it. Um, it it's sad, too, because I don't think that like Hollywood doesn't make comedies like these anymore. Instead, we take our action movies and insert a bunch of stupid jokes that don't fit in there. And and these Apatow comedies that were so huge, like just making so much money in the late 2000s, like they don't really exist anymore. There's no one like filling that gap, and it's kind of like a time gone by because like I've the, the most movies I've seen are comedies, and comedies are definitely the movies I've seen the most. Like I've seen this movie 50 to 100 times. So hard yes for me. Uh, one side note: if there's one joke I could take out, it would be Seth calling uh, McLovin Fagel. I, it's just it doesn't ring true and even like th- there's another time when, when that word is used in the movie but it's used by a bully but like it's just like ugh, that's like the one thing like y- you can't really like make use gays in like a digit like a uh um a you know, Derogatory. know yeah, yeah put we down got it. term anymore and, that, and there was a lot of that in the appetite comedies but 
I, I, I don't think anyone who has half a brain could say that the Appetite comedies were coming from any place other than love. So, yes, for me, one of my most important movies and, and one of my favorite movies. So in this era of sequels and prequels and stuff, do you think no. some of what you said is because comedies are just that much harder to write? Mm, I don't know. I don't. I really don't know why the 120-minute uh, comedy is gone. I think other than the fact that it just doesn't make as much money and there's other outlets for that, like Netflix and Hulu and everything. I think Nice Guys probably hurt that a little bit. Yeah. Mikey. Great movie. Uh, yeah, this is one of the funniest movies I've ever seen, and I love watching it. Watching it every time I play it, um, it's super relatable. Uh, it's got to be like the most relatable movie uh, I've seen watching in high school. I mean, all the jokes still hold up. It's still so funny, and I honestly, this is I still remember this from watching it in the theater. It was so loud from people laughing in the theater, you could not hear the next joke. It was literally <laughs> that loud. I've never seen that before or heard that before in a theater. And it was just amazing. Everybody loved this movie when it came out. And I think it still totally holds up. And it's, I I think it'd still be great like 50 years from now. It's just that funny. Mikey, you love high school. Like, isn't Ferris Bueller one of your other very favorite movies yeah but this is like something totally different i mean the whole throwing a high school skin on something on a movie and then just like having it relate back to like i didn't want to say this in the on the pod but like the whole dick drawing thing we did that to mr kraus in mr kraus's <laughs> class all the time that was so fucking hilarious back in the day and like we would never do that now but well we might do that now but it's just stuff like that it's like every every group of friends was doing that kind of stuff just like it's like when you're watching this you're watching your friends it's so hilarious just like brick yeah, just like that. Coach. 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 All right, I'll Coach. give my yes or no real quick. Huge yes. I'm so happy we talked about this movie. That was a lot of fun. This time watching it, the only thing I was critical about was like the relationship between Evan and Seth is like almost like they're too quick as high schoolers. Um, maybe like even retreading some territory that if they're this good of friends, they've talked about a million times. It's a classic TV trope. I mean, it keeps the movie rolling and it is legitimately funny, but a more realistic movie is maybe give them a little more time to breathe instead of just like dialogue from end to end. So yeah, huge yes. Just a little thing I noticed. Um, I think we're going to toss it to Spoiler Man. Pappy, I like how you do this best. Will you please toss to Spoiler Man, then we'll get back to trivia. Take it away... Twitter is at spoilers underscore pod. Our Instagram is podcast spoilers. It's lit. Josh Hensley from the Rutabaga wrote our theme song. Please support this podcast by leaving us an iTunes review.
All right, guys, we are back. It is time for trivia. I have no idea what the order is. Pat, do you have it, or do we need to look that up? Stevie, Jordan, Brett, Mikey, Pappy. Okay, so I hope you got that order down <laughs> at home and you spoiler men. But um, there are three alcohols that I feel like are kind of at the forefront of this movie. So the trivia is going to be based around that. And every time I name an alcohol, you're all going to make a guess as to what you think the ABV is. And we'll score it like a track meet. So whoever gets closest gets three points. Second closest gets two points. Third closest gets one. Everyone else gets zero. Does that make sense? How many are we going to do? Going to do three. And if there's somehow a tie, I'll have a bonus question. Okay. He got a the bonus. Proof for the AP, sorry, the, the proof for the percentage. ABV percentage. So like... So browser's closed, no Googling. I guess if you have a beer or a liquor in front of you, you can cheat off that. I'll give you that one. <laughs> Damn. Okay. I... Just a bottle of booze. <laughs> so who's okay. first? <laughs> okay, Josh, tell me this. Is the ABV the high one or the low one? I'm not going to tell you that. The proof is double the percentage. <laughs> okay, it's the low oh, one. Oh, okay. don't if give it away. If it's 20% alcohol, it's oh, 20%. Oh, tactical, tactical mistake, Tactical mistake. We got to help Stevie. He went to state oh sorry bleep that out Ooh. okay so Damn, stevie Brett. i think you're first Damn, because you just hosted stevie Wilder. coming off a three-peat by the way the most wins consecutively in spoilers history it's really confusing Damn. because there's like he wins one then loot then someone else hosts then he wins. it's really hard to keep track of don't it's worry really about not that, that hard anytime i can win odd numbers <laughs> <laughs> anybody with simple pattern recognition could know how to follow them all right stevie Goldschmidt in this movie is clearly a knockoff of Goldschlager. Goldschlager. What is Goldschlager's ABV percentage? 40%. Jordan? I think it's 30%. Okay. I believe Brett? 35%. Mikey? I'm going to go 26%. Damn. And Pappy? 45 Okay, so Pappy, you get three points because it is forty three point five percent. Oh, so Pappy gets three. Stevie gets two in second place with forty, and Brett said thirty five, so he gets one point. Cool. All right, we're gonna do the same thing again. Um, what beer did you guys think that was that Seth was pouring into the deter- detergent? Michelob, Michelob for sure. I had that <laughs> high life. I had Heineken? that as Miller High Life. Oh yeah, that, that's actually that's what I meant. That's what I meant. Yeah, Michael, MG, MGD or something like that for sure. Yeah. So we're gonna go with Miller High Life, Stevie. What is the ABV? Four and a half. That's a good, Jordan. That's a good guess. Sorry, High Life. That's a damn good guess. Yep. Um, I think four two. Four point two. Brett. Four point seven. Mikey. Four. Ooh. Pap. What was Stevie? Pap's drinking a high life right now. Stevie four said four point five. And Jordan was four two, and yep. Mikey was four. Yep. Brett was three four. nine. Okay, you're three nine. All right. So the person that gets three points. Actually, no one gets three points because 
Stevie and Brett will split first and second place. Who they, went 4. over? 6. It's it's four point six. So you guys are both point. Shouldn't that go no. to me? He went over. <laughs> no, 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 no. So you get two. You each get two point five, and Jordan, <laughs> you get that third point. I hate this. So Stevie is at four point five. Jordan's at one. <clears throat> Brett's at three point five. Mikey nil. Pappy three. Why do you hate it, Pap? Because I'm not going to win. I'm on the schneid again. <laughs> I don't even know what the schneid you're, means. <laughs> you're definitely not mathematically eliminated at all. At all. So, uh, quick mini trivia question. Do you guys remember what uh, Emma Stone's friend specifically requested? That blonde Kyle's annoying friend. Kyle's Code Kyle's Code Eliminated. Eliminated. Yeah, <laughs> That's kind of gay. That's clearly Mike's Hard <laughs> Lemonade. So, Stevie... What percentage is my card lemonade? Six and a half. Jordan. Uh, I'm going to say... Shit. 5.7. Mikey? 5.5. And What's the lowest? 5.5. 5.4. Let me do some quick tallying here. I regret to inform you that Mike's Hard Lemonade is 5%, giving Pappy three points, giving him six points overall, and the win. Nice. Why do you regret to inform us? (laughs) We enjoy Pappy being on the snide. It's hilarious. What is the What does that mean? Jordan, you know what the snide is. Something you just got off of. Mm. Yeah, there you go. So we already kicked it to Spoiler Man, Pappy. Can you come up with a movie like really quick here? Or I'm you- ready because this will be the f- the first time I actually had both of my potential movies were mentioned in this film. One was Aladdin, which was what McLovin looked like in the vest. <laughs> the other one was what from Yoda is from. Um, oh, we might have shit. a guess on this. It is no. going back to Star Wars Episode Two, like Attack of the Clones. <laughs> oh, no. like, if you ever flip side like Anakin, let's go. <laughs> uh, There's no way Mikey's gonna watch this. Uh, yeah, I'm out next week. No, I'm Mikey, sorry. you loved <laughs> Phantom Menace. Mikey, you said I want to go again. Let's go. Oh, that Christmas is true. Yeah, fam, I'm out. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> is this gonna be an in-person pod? I'll be around. I would apparently no one was. wants to see me based on those reasons. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you for listening to our super bad. I hope you had as good a time as I did. That was spoilers. Anybody need to take a pee or anything? Get back into it. Just did. Brett does, and he doesn't fucking mute himself. I'm editing fucking Hunt for the Wilder People. I edit out two Brett pisses. Long, <laughs> hard. Dude, you have Brett the loudest pisses. pee what? in the world. I mute myself every time, so I'm not, not on the. 
I, will, I, I didn't hear, hear you that. pee when I edit the track. I hear I, it. I will. What are you just peeing in a bottle? <laughs> I will do better next time. I, no, it's fine. It just, I just want you to know I hear you pee. He's got piss He's jugs. Got the demons coming out of him. Piss jugs. <laughs> All right, guys, we are back. It is time. That was spoilers.